أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على صلاة حي على صلاة Alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina man yahdihillahu falamudillalah wa man yudhlilhu falahadiyalah wa nashadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lah wa nashadu anna sayyadana wa nabiyyana wa maulana muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa baraka wa sallama tasliman kathiran kathira أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ولقد سبقت كلمتنا لعبادنا المرسلين إنهم لهم المنصورون وإن جندنا لهم الغالبون صدق الله العظيم وبلغنا رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك من الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين Respected ulama, brothers and elders, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. All praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Peace and salutations be upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We praise and thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for each and every favor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with. And we praise and thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for blessing us again with another beautiful day of Jumu'ah. We remind ourselves of the words of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When he said regarding this blessed day, خَيْرُ يَوْمٍ طَلَعَتْ عَلَيْهِ الشَّمْسُ يَوْمُ الْجُمْعَةِ The best day in which the sun can rise is this blessed day of Jumu'ah. And we also remind ourselves to increase our recitation of durood upon the blessed Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because recitation of durood upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is something that is extremely beneficial to the reciter. It is extremely beneficial to the entire ummah. When you send one durood upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends down 10 mercies upon you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raises your rank in the year after by 10. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives 10 of your minor sins. But not only that, excessive recitation of durood upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam removes a person's worries and grief from their life. From perhaps the 7th or the 8th of October 2023, the Ummah has been going through a very difficult time on a global scale. We all well aware of the difficulties, hardships, the atrocities, the genocide that has been unleashed upon our beloved brothers and sisters, our mothers, our fathers and the children of the Ummah and those residing in the lands of Gaza and in Palestine. It's a very, it's been a very difficult time for the Ummah. 47 or 48 days of non-stop difficulty and hardship. So we all worried. And we learned from the recitation of Durood that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove your worries. So inshallah, if we try and keep this in our mind and continue reciting Durood upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with this intention that, oh Allah, you have promised that if we recite Durood upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you're going to take care of our worries. We all worried about the state of the ummah. Inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will change the conditions that we currently see. But the verse that I recited, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, وَلَقَدْ سَبَقَتْ كَلِمَتُنَا لِعِبَادِنَا الْمُرْسَلِينَ Allah says that our decree has been passed with regards to the messengers that we have sent in this world. And then Allah says, what is that decree that has been passed? What is that decision that has been taken? إِنَّهُمْ لَهُمُ الْمَنْصُورُونَ Allah says that all of them will be victorious. All of them will gain victory. Now if we look closer into the lives of the Anbiya alayhi salatu wassalam, approximately 124,000 Allah sent into this world, we even learn from the narrations of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam that on face value if you have to look at some of their lives or some of the incidents, then you will wonder, but hold on, Allah is saying that his decree has been passed with regards to his messengers. إِنَّهُمْ لَهُمُ الْمَنْصُورُونَ They will be victorious. Yet when you look into their lives, you sometimes find what would be termed as apparent loss and absolute defeat. The Prophet ﷺ said that they were messengers that Allah sent into this world. Sometimes it was just one or two people in the entire community that accepted and believed in the message of the Prophet that was sent at that time. Then the Prophet ﷺ said there were some messengers that were sent into this world and for the entire duration of their effort, not one person accepted their message. And then we know that there were so many Anbiya that were brutally killed and brutally murdered by their own people. But Allah is saying, إِنَّهُمْ لَهُمُ mansurun, They will be victorious. So what victory is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, what victory is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala referring to? Now as believers in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and as Muslims, as Muslims, our concept is very different to what the world would tell you. Our understanding of aspects that happen in this world is sometimes vastly different to what would be the normal narrative of the world. Because the world understands victory as I have defeated my opponent or I have won the war, that is me being victorious. But as believers in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what we learn is, even if a person is brutally killed or an entire community is massacred, but they massacred or they brutally killed in a condition that they are pleased with Allah and Allah is pleased with them and there's a victory or there's a progress with regards to Islam and its people because of that actual killing, then this is an absolute victory. This is a victory. Because it's not about what happens here. The world is just a period of time of existence 
that we come into this world and we go on. The object and the actual life is the life of the year after. So Allah says, إِنَّهُمْ لَهُمُ الْمَنْصُورُونَ Every one of our messengers that we sent and those that are with us, they will be victorious. So we don't look at what is apparent, but we need to start looking at what is beyond. So basically the situation that we currently find ourselves in as an ummah globally, as difficult as it is, the reality is that victory is already here. Victory has already come to this ummah. There's victory for the people of Gaza. There's victory for the people of Palestine. There is victory for the entire Ummah. And for us to understand it a little better, because I said that when a person is brutally killed, or people are massacred in a condition where it brings progress to Islam and its people, then that is a victory. The Prophet ﷺ makes mention, and this is an amazing story that has been mentioned by the Prophet ﷺ. So he said that in previous times there was a king that lived. And in those times and in those eras, when there was a king of a, an entire community or a whole place, they basically almost worshipped the king. The, 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 the king would claim divinity for himself, that, you know, I'm the God, everybody must worship me. So this was the situation at that time that the Prophet ﷺ is referring to. And this king had a magician that used to take care of all the king's affairs, sort out all his problems, sort out all his issues. Now this magician was starting to get very old, coming close to retirement. So then he went to the king and he said, listen, you need to handpick someone young that you need to send to me so I can pass over my skills to him because I don't know how much more longer I have to live in this world. So the king selected a bright young boy in the prime of his life. He headhunted, he found a suitable candidate and he selected this boy to go every day and to learn the skills of the magician. But the first day that the child or this young boy was going en route to the magician, on the way he met a godly person, a monk of that time, a person that recognized that there's the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and was following the actual true religion of Allah, of obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and knowing what is your object of this world. So he meets the monk on the way to the magician. And then he becomes, he's a young child, so he gets fascinated by what the monk has to say and then he reaches the magician and then he starts to take lessons from the magician. But what would happen was, he would end up sometimes being delayed because he's on the way to the magician, he stops by the monk, he gets late. When he came to the magician, the magician got upset with him and he beat him and he said that, why have you come late? Because he had no excuse to offer. So the next day when he was going back, he stopped by the monk, he said, hey, this is what happened, I got into big trouble because I got delayed by you. So then the monk told him that, listen, when you get late, by me, and you go to the magician and he asks you why you're late, you must say your family delayed you. And when you go home late because he's to stop by the monk en route to the magician and on his way back home. And he said when you get home late and they ask you why you came late, you must say the magician kept you longer. Your lessons were longer than usual, that's why you got delayed. And this carried on for a while. So the child is learning from the monk at the same time he's going and getting lessons from the magician. Now he's a young child, he's an impressionable child. One day as he's walking, there was a wild animal that was attacking a group of people. And he's witnessing this. So then he thought to himself, he said, you know what, today let me put it to the test. So he picks up a stone and he makes the statement and he says that, Oh Allah, if the religion of the monk and his ways are more pure and superior than the teachings of the magician, then through your power and will, I want to kill this animal. And he takes the stone and he throws it at the animal. It hits the animal, the animal dies. All the people are saved. So now the child realizes that actually the, the, the truth or what is more powerful is the way of the monk 
or let's say the way of Tawheed, believing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now he knows what's right and what's wrong. But still he continues. And then this child, Allah gives this child such abilities that now he's able to do amazing things. He can cure people that are sick. He can restore people's eyesight. He's doing amazing things. And one of the ministers of the king hear about this boy. That, hey, you know what, this child got some power in him. And this advisor of the king was blind. So he needs help. So he goes by the boy and he says, listen, I heard that you are a very powerful child. And your skills have enhanced incredibly. Can you do something for me? Can you give me back my eyesight? So the boy tells this man that, listen, I don't do nothing. Allah is the one that gives shifa and cure. But if you want cure, I can make dua that Allah cures you, but there's a condition. You need to bring iman on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You need to believe in Allah as your sustainer and as your creator. Then I'll make dua for you, your eyesight will come back. So the man said, hey, I'm ready to do anything. And he says, I believe in Allah. And then the child makes dua, this person's eyesight, eyesight is restored. So he comes back to the king and he was blind. When he comes back to the king and he resumes his duties, the king says that, see, this man can see all of a sudden. So he tells him, hey, what happened? How come you can see? So this minister says that Allah has cured me. The king gets a shock. He says, there's, there's a Allah, there's a God besides me. Who, what are you talking about? So then this minister, he basically got caught and he said, I believe in Allah. But then the king says, where did you hear this? Where you got this concept from? And he starts to oppress and punish this person for the truth to come out. And eventually this person says that, you know, it's the boy that taught me this and he's the one that cured me. So then the king goes to this young boy and then he tells him that, listen, oh, now you've gone so powerful, you can cure the blind and you're doing amazing things. So enhanced your skills have become. So the boy says that I don't cure anyone. It is Allah that cures. And now the king gets a bigger shock. He says, where did you learn this? I'm sending you by the magician. What are you talking about Allah? And then he starts to oppress this boy until the name of the monk comes out. And when the name of the monk is revealed, the king goes there and he forces that monk to revert back to worshipping the king. The monk doesn't listen. He kills him. He cuts his body in half. And then he comes back to the boy and he says, see, the one that taught you is now dead. If you don't revert back to worshipping me, I'm going to kill you as well. And then the boy says that you can do as you please. I believe in Allah. There's only one Allah. You're not the God. You're not the Lord. So now the king is a bit scared because he knows this boy is very powerful. So he orders a group of his soldiers that take this boy to the top of the mountain and throw him off the mountain. So they take the boy, they go to the top of the mountain, they're about to throw him. This boy makes dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he says, Allahumma kfinihim bima shayt. Oh Allah, take care of them as you deem fit. Take care of these people that want to harm me. The mountain begins to shake. Those that went to throw him over, they fall off the mountain. This boy comes walking back to the king. So the king gets a shock of his life. He says, what happened? So the boy said, I told you, you won't be able to kill me. I believe in Allah. Allah is the one that does. So now the king comes up with another, another idea. He orders some of his soldiers that take this boy in a boat, go in the middle of the ocean, throw him over into the sea. So they take him, they jump in the boat. I want to make uh, go a bit faster so that we can complete the story. They take him on the boat, they go to the middle of the ocean. This boy again makes dua, Allahumma kfinihim bima shayt. Oh Allah, you take care of them as you deem fit. The boat topples over, all those that wanted to drown him, they drown. He swims back and he comes walking back into the king's court. And now this king doesn't know what to do. Because now he's got a small child that's actually such a huge opponent, he doesn't know what to do. So then the boy says that, listen, if you want to kill me, then I can show you how you'll be able to do it. So now the king gets more surprised. He says, okay, tell me. 
What's your, how, how is it possible for me to kill you? So the boy says that the first thing that you must do is you must gather the whole community. Bring everyone together. For those that have just come in, we're talking about victory already being here for this ummah. And the verses that we recited, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَقَدْ سَبَقَدْ كَرِمَتُنَا لِعِبَادِنَا الْمُرْسَلِينَ Our decree for our messengers has already been passed, إِنَّهُمْ لَهُمُ الْمَنْصُورُونَ They will most definitely be victorious. What is the concept of victory for a believer? What is the concept of victory for Islam? It's a very difficult time that we're facing right now as an ummah. So now let's come back to the story. So he says, the first thing that you must do is you must gather the entire community. Everybody must be present. Then you must take me and you must tie me to a pole. And then you take a bow, an arrow, take my bow and arrow. And when you are ready to strike me, you must say in the name of the Lord of this boy and then you must shoot me. That's the only way you'll be able to kill me. Now the king, as wise as he was, he was not so wise. He's listening. Okay, right, done. This is the way to kill the boy. He summons the whole community. Everybody is ordered to be in a certain place at a certain time. He gets the pole erected and then he takes the boy, he gets him tied up there and he got everybody witnessing. He takes the bow and arrow and he says in the name of the Lord of this boy and he releases the arrow and this child is then murdered and killed. But the moment he's killed, everybody who's present, they all say, we bring faith on the Lord of this boy. That means we all believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everyone present there immediately became Muslim. So when a person is killed in a manner in which, wherein there is respect and honor and progress for Islam, then that is an absolute victory. It's not a defeat. It's not a loss. Now again, let's look at the current situation that we find ourselves in. As difficult as the situation is, number one, victory is already here. In terms of, look at the response of the global Muslim world. Normally, we all always at loggerheads where everybody has a difference of opinion. Show me one part of the ummah for the last 41 days that has an indifferent attitude to the cause of Islam, Muslims and Palestine. Everybody is like united now like they've never ever been before. Everyone has the same goal, same worry, same concern, same mission across the entire world. Normally we can't seem to agree on anything. We always fight him, we always have a difference of opinion. But the unification of the ummah currently in this crisis is like it has never been before. Never been before. Is that not a victory from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Despite the difficulty and the hardship, we all feeling the pain. We all are shedding tears. Everybody is heartbroken. Undoubtedly, we are human beings. That's how we react. And that's how we, we are made. But at the same time, victory is already here. Because... Number one, look at how the entire ummah has come together for the cause of Islam and for the cause of Palestine and for the cause of those being oppressed. That's number one, the first victory. The second victory that is already here in the midst of this crisis is that look at how the narrative has changed. You know, we always used to speak about how the West own media and they only tell you what they want to tell you and how they want to tell it to you. But look at how that has changed in this crisis. It took such a huge crisis, but now suddenly it's as if the eyes of the whole world has woken up. Now there's a real story being told. Now it's not about hiding. Now it's not about bluffing and putting the wool over people's eyes. Everybody is coming to know who are the tyrants, who are the oppressors, and who's the ones being oppressed. 
Even people who don't believe in Allah, who perhaps were never ever sympathetic to the cause and the plight of Islam and the Muslims, they suddenly waking up. No way, what is happening? Governments are waking up. The whole world is waking up like it has never woken up before. So media has played a big role, social media especially. You can't cover nothing. You can't tell a lie. You can't give false information because the real story will be told. And if that is not a victory, then what else can be considered as a victory? Victory is already here. Number one, our unification as an ummah in this crisis is a victory. Number two, how the narrative has changed across the globe is a victory from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number three, look at how people are turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We got millions of Muslims. Qunut has been recited for how long? In the Fajr Salah. There's programs, there's zikr programs, there's dua being made. Young children are crying for the cause of Palestine. They haven't been there their whole life. How many people never have been to the lands of Palestine? But their hearts are bleeding. They turn into Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those tears, that dua, all those acts of worship, that is a victory from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because it is giving us that realization of what is actually real. This world is very, very short. Sometimes we get so carried away and so attached to the world that it's, it's everything for us. It's the beginning, it's the end, it's all that we're focusing on. Now the focus is changing. Now we are realizing, hey, there's more serious things to worry about. What's my relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How can I get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What can I do to draw, to draw the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? That's the third victory. And now we come to number four, and inshallah we'll be concluding on, on that. The fourth victory, the fourth victory, there's a lot more that we can speak about, time is running short, but the fourth victory for Islam and Muslims in this crisis is that every single one of those that are brutally murdered and slain in the lands of Gaza are martyrs in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is the envy of every believer. Their end is the envy and hope of every believer. There can be no greater honor from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than the honor of one that is martyred in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we make dua, what do we say? Oh Allah, raise us on the day of qiyamah with who? We say ma'an nabiyyin, with the anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam, was siddiqeen, with those that are truthful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then what do we say? Was shuhada, was salihin. Oh Allah, raise us with the martyrs on the day of qiyamah. There's no loss for a believer. We have the honor and privilege in the midst of this crisis to state with absolute conviction that all those casualties and all those brutally murdered over the last 40 some odd days in the lands of Gaza, every one of them is in paradise. We can say it with conviction. Can a person who does not believe in Allah say the same thing? For them it's mourning and only grieving and, and loss. For us it will be mourning and grieving, but no loss, no loss. Because Allah says, وَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ الَّذِينَ قُتِلُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أَمْوَاتًا Never think that those that have been killed in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are dead and completely vanished and extinguished. Allah says, بَلْ أَحْيَاءٌ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ يُرْزَقُونَ Their spirit is alive. They are being provided for by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do you know that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that every person that, is, that leaves this world and passes away will never want to come back to this world. So a person who passes away, if he's given a choice, that do you want to go back to the world? After they see the goodness of the year after, none of them want to come back in this world. That's why when we try to 
console people who have lost near and dear loved ones, then this is what we tell them, that listen, your loved one has gone forth, but if they were given a choice to come back, they don't want to come back, because of what they see, of goodness by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But there's only one segment of the ummah, that if they given the choice, they want to come back to the world. And which is that segment? When no one wants to come back, why would anybody want to come back? The only one that would want to come back is the one martyred in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because when they see what Allah gives them, they'll say, oh Allah, send me back, let me get martyred again. And then send me back, let me get martyred again. Because of how much they get from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, the martyrs even make a statement and they say, those that are killed in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they say, Ya layta ikhwanana ya'lamuna ma sana Allahu lana. If only the people of the world could know to what extent Allah has honored us. If only they could get a glimpse of how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has honored us through this martyrdom. Victory is here. Allah says, our word of decree has been passed with regards to our messengers. They will most definitely be victorious. Victory has always been here for this ummah. Victory will always be there for the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remove the difficulties and challenges that the entire ummah is facing. But may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the correct understanding. As I said, it's very difficult. It's absolutely heartbreaking. But in the midst of these heartbreaks and this calamity, Allah is giving us victory on many fronts and Allah will always assist this ummah. Respected brothers, just one announcement. Inshallah on Wednesday, there will be a program taking place in this masjid by Mufti Muhammad Aku. It will be a special program on the lessons from the history of Palestine. Brothers are encouraged to participate in the program.